Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Sneaks, Rounds, and Life. I am your host, Lionel McDonald. So special guest that we have all the way from the ODOT. Um, for those that don't know, that's Ottawa um, in Ontario, <laughs> the nation's capital here in Canada. Um, so our guest is Everlyn, other, otherwise known as LB. She is sneakerhead. She is a rap artist. So LB, what's good? How you doing? I'm great. All hello, right. hello. So we, we're going to talk about a bunch of different things um, that are out there. So for, just to give you all a background story. So I ended up connecting with uh, with LB because, you know, her and I both work for the same company. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, end up hearing about all these amazing things she's doing, you know, when uh, in hip hop and and obviously, you know, working at uh, the company that I work for. She's a sneakerhead. So Maybe you could share with us your early days uh, of hip hop and how you kind of connected with the culture. All right. So I've definitely been passionate about rap music, hip hop music, probably since I was about eight or 10, like pretty young, pretty young. Um, definitely always on my playlist, like just something about like the lyricism and how dynamic hip hop is, like it can really mold and fit like however you're feeling. Um, there's always like a different artist or a different style of hip hop that you can listen to that can really speak to like whatever you're going through in different stages of your life. So I think it's really grown with me um, throughout my life. And I really appreciate that for <laughs> being a part of it. Um, it started, like I started making music when I was about 15. Mm -hmm. um, I was kind of going through like a bit of a rough patch when I was in my like early teens. Um, and music was kind of like my outlet um, to just kind of get my thoughts out in like a positive way and like get myself out um, and doing things around the community. So started doing performances uh, with this guy named Justin Holness, Jack Coda. He's kind of like my hip hop mentor, I guess. Um, one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's he's uh, Jamaican and Indigenous. Um, I'm also Indigenous, so we met at like a Native community center mm -hmm. here in the city. And yeah, he basically was just like, hey, like you're young, but like you have this passion, you know, like you should really just follow it. Um, and he provided me with like some studio equipment and just kind of got the ball rolling with that. Um, yeah, it got me a bunch of shows and it just kind of like took off from there and grew into what it is today. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, again, I don't know much about the scene in Ottawa, you know, from a hip hop standpoint, what's, what's it like? So the hip hop scene in Ottawa is very interesting. I would say, um, it's very, like, it has a lot of subgroups, mm -hmm. like, I'd say it's a little bit less prominent maybe than somewhere like Toronto or Montreal, just because it is a smaller city, but like there's so much room for like that creativity to flourish at the same time, because it's kind of like a new art scene, I would say in this city, it's like still kind of finding its way and developing into something bigger. So that's super inspiring, I would say. Um, and I think a lot of artists in the city would probably agree with that, that like, there's this kind of gap that provides a lot of opportunities for people. 
and a lot of opportunities for like different sounds too because there's not a lot to go off of so you yeah. can really experiment and like create something new okay real cool real yeah. cool so you know again obviously you mentioned your hip-hop mentor but is there is there maybe on a more of a global scale scale is there someone that's really influenced you or a few artists that you've kind of wouldn't say, you know, patterned yourself off, but really just have inspired you, uh, again, to get in the booth and, and do your thing. For sure. Um, there's a lot, to be honest, like, life inspires me. Um, a lot of people outside of hip hop even inspire me. Um, but a couple of people in hip hop that have inspired me would be Mac Miller, for sure. Mm -hmm. Just because he, there was like, a certain mixtape that he dropped called Macadelic, um, yep. back when I was first starting out and like that kind of spoke to a lot of things that I was going through and it was a very different because it was like a collab kind of mixed genre like psychedelic and rap um and I kind of found that super interesting because I was interested in like alternative music at the time as well so it kind of just met both worlds together um and it really like it helped me through like a lot of hard times so that he was definitely became like a, a big inspiration for me. Um, also just his like versatility with like different styles of rap and different flows and like experimenting with musical interest instruments as well. And like being really open to having musical instruments incorporated into the, into the music as well versus just like, like sounds on a MIDI kind of thing, yep. uh, <laughs> which is super cool about him for sure um who else definitely like well rihanna is one of my really big inspirations she's okay. like not necessarily hip-hop but like i'm also r&b kind of like to sing too so yep. rihanna has definitely been and she's just amazing like her she's like an incredible businesswoman entrepreneur too so like that that side of her and the whole fashion thing really inspires me as well so She's a super big icon for me, for sure. Yeah, those are those are a couple of good ones for sure. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we know that you, uh, you know, I started to look up some of your music when I was just like, what? Wait, LB's a rapper? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I started looking and it's like, I was so impressed to hear some of the things you've done, your, the couple EPs that you've been a part of. And then obviously you've done a couple singles this year. So you know, and and I know you do. You mean, I'll let you talk about in a second about what you you dropped just on Friday. But um, mm -hmm. what does the creative process look like? Like, how do you, you know, how do you decide that okay, I'm going to write something or I'm going to start to put together? Like, what does that look like? Um, it kind of depends. Like, I I like my creative process to be like as natural and like kind of just fluid as possible. Like, I never try and force anything. I just kind of let myself like live go through my day-to-day -day and do what what I like to do during the day and then if there's a moment where I just get inspired from something it could be just like going for a walk and like I see something that kind of triggers a thought or I have an idea or even just like certain words a lot of times like I'll hear a word and I'm like whoa like that word is really like it needs to be explained somehow you know like mm -hmm. words just really inspire me and the titles of instrumentals that's like kind of a weird thing but like my producer will send me an instrumental and surreal is actually an example like the single i just dropped yeah the beat was titled surreal so 
I was like, wow, like that's a cool title for a beat. Like, like I started thinking about what, what that word means to me and like what that, how that word could be explained in a song because it's kind of a concept that isn't really touched on like too often. Yep. And I was just, yeah, so definitely words, like <laughs> words and yeah. titles of things definitely inspire me. Yeah, the word surreal is uh, is so a multi-layered word that you, yes, you can go yes. in and talk about and, and you definitely hear about it in, in, in the song you did. So tell us mm -hmm. about the release, you know, what you, you, you've you most recently uh, put out and then, uh, yeah, maybe you could share what you may be working on in the next uh in the next little bit is there is there any more collaborations you're planning to do are you planning to do a, an ep or an lp give us the juice all right so with surreal specifically um i kind of just really like you said like super multi-layered so i dove into all those layers and kind of like dissected what i really wanted to explain about life just being surreal because to me, life just is surreal. Like anything can happen, like any path can lead to another path. Like you never really know like what you're walking into on a day, but it's also kind of your choice, whichever way you go. Um, but yeah, and I was thinking a lot about like my like indigenous heritage and like some of the like struggles and like how surreal that is in a lot of like indigenous communities. Um, that was also a big influence for me because I did a bunch of performances and tours up north in uh, Nunavik and Nunavut. Um, so a lot of the living conditions that I saw up there were like very surreal um, in some negative conditions, but also the beauty of the land was like so over overwhelming too. That was also very surreal. So just all this like contrasting like mm -hmm. concepts um and just you know like going through your day to day and just like realizing like wow like i'm really at this point in my life like this is this is what i what i built for myself you know like sometimes when you look back on it like you just pat yourself on the back and you're like wow like this is where we are man like this is we did this um so i think that's really important like just as an individual to just celebrate your own like victories and like just be very aware of your own surroundings and like um, treat every moment as like special, I guess. So it's kind of what that song means to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's total ex mm -hmm. great explanation. You know, you talked about <laughs> so much there. I'm just like, whoa, okay, now now yeah. I get now I kind of get the vibe of of, of this it's track and yeah, all right. So yeah. what what do you think you uh, you want to do? next like do you think you'll do an ep or an l or a full-length lp so to be honest i was kind of looking at like some analytics and like marketing kind of stuff and like noticing like people are kind of going away from listening to full-length albums and stuff like that so originally surreal uh the other song i dropped never lost and then i have two or three more that we're all going to be on an ep but I actually separated them all. So I have two or three more that I should be dropping fairly soon. Um, also as singles. Um, one of them is called Flowers. Very, it's a very like artistic kind of themed song. All right. Um, a little bit more, a little bit more R&B than, than what I've provided so far. So 
that's an interesting new new realm for me um but yeah like I also just really want to do music videos so I have there's a local guy's name's Fenty Films um he's he's a really sick producer like very like very artistic very creative like thinks outside of the box with everything he does so that's super inspiring and uh I'm gonna kind of be creative director for some videos as well because I'm also interested in like the whole picture of creation like I like I like the fashion I like the music I like the videos I like all of it the performance the whole piece so what everyone's wearing Um, you know the whole nine yards yeah yeah, all of it (laughs) so I think it's really interesting you 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 mentioned you know, one videos and then obviously two, you know, yeah, people just sometimes just listen to songs. Like I think you even hear, you know, some of today's music and people are just so critical of what a full LP or even an EP looks like. You might be better mm-hmm. just to drop songs like let's and, and I keep I probably it's popped up for a second in every podcast I've done in the last couple of weeks is that Kanye's album still not out yet. This dude yeah. is still locked in in, my, uh, um, in in Atlanta in Mercedes Benz football arena that he's still trying to master what his album looks like, and it's like mm-hmm. four weeks late. It's Kanye, so no shock that it's late, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's very interesting. You're you're kind of going to go down that road and and kind of chop it up. So um, mm-hmm. good for you, good for you, and uh, and doing what you want to do, right? So. Um, yeah, maybe you could kind of share, you know, um, some of your favorites. I know you kind of gave Mac Miller and, and Rihanna some of your your inspiration, but who would be, you know, a handful of your favorite MCs? This is such a big question. It happens yeah. so much. Um, for me, it's always evolving. Like, I don't really hold on to, like, any specific artists. Like, my playlist is literally... like every month it's different like a whole different mix of like alternative music jazz hip-hop r&b like just everything like I try and like fill my ears with just like all kinds of um expression but in terms of MCs specifically Biggie is probably one of my favorites because his flow is just ridiculous like I'm sure many people can yep. agree with that. Um, definitely. Who else? Who else? Um, a couple of female artists would be Danny Lay. Yep. From she's recently, she's pretty sick, and she can dance too. Like mm-hmm. that's like what I was saying earlier. Like I'm interested in all of it. So when I see someone can do all of it and they're just doing it, like because that's genuinely what they love, I just I vote for that like 100 percent um who else who am i listening to right now there's a couple like underground people this guy named sofago he has a song called every day that i've been listening to because it just has a really interesting like melody Mm um who else yeah i think those are like the main ones that i'm listening to right now but there's a lot yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, <laughs> lot of different ones out there. I know I, I normally talk about the, uh, they're more golden age or golden era guys, mm-hmm. you know, more Rock Kim and Big Daddy Kane and Nas. That'd be like easily the top three. And then 
Then yeah. three, you know, outside that, I would say probably Black Thought and Big L, like that would round my five. But if I were to kind of give you some new guys, this guy probably would be number one. Benny the Butcher is like oh, totally, totally bananas. Like him and the whole Griselda gang is yeah. wild. You know, I, I definitely have taken a liking to uh, obviously J. Cole and Kendrick would definitely, if we're talking newer MCs, would be part mm -hmm. of that, uh, that collaboration. Um, you know, I, I probably would say Conway is, and then uh, I've recently started to listen because I think partially because of the new Nas album, I went back and listened to more "A Boogie with a Hoodie," and uh, and he's dope. Oh yeah, he's dope. Like yep. you know, I saw him on a, on a couple uh, uh, things on Netflix over over the pandemic and and sort of thing. But yeah, he's dope. So actually, using the pandemic as a as a segue, and you talked about you know music videos and and one of the things you want to do. Like, how is the pandemic really? played into you being an artist like how has that been an impact to you um to be honest the pandemic made me very introspective like very very introspective um obviously you know like the stores were closed too so like I was at the time I was working a lot at Orleans so I was mm -hmm. alone a lot and that also added to the introspection I was playing instrumentals, doing my thing yep. <laughs> at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's just, I think I kind of, I kind of took a little break from music because I was just so kind of caught up with like trying to think of my own like life situation and like figure some stuff out. Um, and I kind of got like writer's block to be honest. Oh, and it was really? a little frustrating because a lot of people were like doing the complete opposite, like writing, recording, taking all that time. And like, I just, I was writer's block, like literally almost the entire pandemic. So uh, that was really frustrating for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to, I just wanted to create like, but I just couldn't, like there was just no, there's no lyrics. And I think it was just maybe just how overwhelming like the whole pandemic was, maybe that just, blocked it out i'm not sure but yeah, yeah. but now you're 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 out yeah. <laughs> you know stores are open you can see the world exactly. you're seeing faces and uh and now you're unleashing yeah. music which is totally dope so yeah hey, so hey let's flip over to uh the 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 other side of uh of how we connected and we connected because of sneakers so exactly um how how did you kind of get into the sneaker game you know get, give us the scoop of uh of your history with sneakers well, um, once again, goes all the way back to when I was a little kid. I remember I got, I think it was a pair of like Jordan 1 mids in mm -hmm. Toronto. And I think I was like 10, 8 or 10, like fairly young. And I used to play soccer a lot in the schoolyard. And <laughs> I wore those mids to school and I went to kick the ball and the whole sole of the shoe just like, done <laughs> just oh, ripped no. off and uh my like at the time like my family didn't really have enough money to get me like multiple pairs a year so that that pair was it was done and I had to wait a, a while to get another one so I just kind of like always said okay like when I'm old enough like I'm gonna get a job I'm gonna get some nice sneakers and like I'm gonna build my collection like that was just kind of like a little goal for me mm -hmm. And so as soon as I 
was in high school. I took co-op and did my first placement like at uh, Normal and did some stock oh, yeah. there. Started yeah. getting the sneakers. Yeah. And yeah, found my way. I was at Aldo for a while and called Spring and then, um, yeah, and then Foot Locker, Zoomies, Champs. Yeah. Yeah. All over the retail scene. <laughs> All over the retail scene, for sure. For yeah. Sure. So, tell it. Tell it. You you mentioned Jordan Jordan One Mid. So, but what what does the collection look like? Is it uh, is it like a lot of people's? A lot of people's is obviously a lot of Nike. Then I know some people that are the other end of the spectrum. Their their boost boost is life, and they are Adidas boost. They're NMDs. They're Yeezys. They're Ultra Boost. Like, what, or do you kind of play somewhere in the middle? You kind of just get whatever's dope i definitely just listen to what i like the most tends to usually be 50 50 like nike and jordan mm -hmm. i mean i guess technically jordan's under nike but yeah mostly like retros and then like i'm all about like comfort plus style as well so like i have a lot of like vapor maxes and like air max 90 and like 97s and all kinds of just cool colored stuff that I could find. Yeah. Um, but definitely recently I've been a lot more into the retros. I'm trying to get one of every, <laughs> one yeah. of every number. So yeah, that's building it, building yeah. it. That's a process for sure. But uh, yeah, that's a good look. Good look. Yeah. And I, I, think and I, I have, see... go ahead. Sorry. I think I have like 65 pairs. Okay. Maybe? That's healthy. That's healthy. So, yeah. 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 So, and yeah, I would, I would tell you that uh, I looked at your Instagram and you definitely like colors. Like I, I saw you like yes. yellow jacket. And I think this, I don't know, this oh, yeah. yellow Air Max. So yeah, good, good, on, mm -hmm. good on you. Um, so you kind of answered the question about how many pairs you got. So like, is there a couple in your collection that really stand out? Like are that are hundred percent your go-to favorites like mine? Without a doubt, like, and I have like in over time, I have probably five pairs of the same mm -hmm. shoe, the same color. Like some are dead stock, <laughs> some are been worn like into the ground, and I won't get rid of it. Like some, like the, mm -hmm. the, the black four or Jordan Cement um, four or bread four, depending what era you came from, what you call it. But that's like to me, that's the holy grail. Like when I pass away, you better bear me in that shoe. So, <laughs> Um, what would be what would be a couple of your favorites? Well, my first pair of like hype shoes, I would say, after that that Jordan One Mid era, um, when I was working at Normal, was the seventy two tens. And it was it was my only shoe for like the last two years of high school. So I wore that like winter, summer, spring, fall. Yep. So that one. That baby is done, but I love that shoe. Like it is covered in salt and like, like I cleaned it off, but like the sole is completely yellowed, but I just love that shoe. It's going to stay yeah. in my collection. I don't care like how long it's just got to stay there. Cause I love that shoe. Um, and my newest favorite would probably be the lucky green ones. Mm, that's a lucky good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Like, and again, that one just, it, Dudes wish that came in came in came in men's sizes because that one is fire. Oh, yeah. Guys were mad upset that that was a a women's in a kids color only. So yeah, that's oh, yeah. a good one. I love that shoe. I I don't even like to wear it because I don't want to like 
damage it like you know (laughs) just uh this is the season to wear it though it's it's summer unless it's raining like there's no rain forecast wear your shoes i'm telling you yeah i got to. i got (laughs) to. all right so um you know we you know you mentioned um you know some of your early influences and you know this jordan this this Jordan one mid that uh, the soul flew off in in school and <laughs> you told you told us a little bit about you know your seventy two ten that is like it is truly it might be the best Jordan eleven as a winter boot because there's no mesh on it like oh, it yeah. just it just holds it and the thing is about the elevens elevens are hot so yep. in the Very. cold streets of of uh, of Ottawa or Toronto or Montreal Perfect. it's it's a good look it's a good shoe. Yeah. Um, so what what is the sneaker what does the sneaker scene look like in um, in Ottawa? I know I saw a little bit. I've heard lots about Normal. I've been there many many mm-hmm. times. I've seen one of a kind kind of pop up. Uh, now mm-hmm. we got a new store in um, a new Champ store that you work at in um, yes. in in Rideau Center, which is kind of uh, top shelf. That's where it's all happening. But um, yeah, what what, are, what do people people wear in general in, in Ottawa? What would you say from a, from a sneaker culture? I would say lots of Jordan ones, any Jordan one you can find lows, mids, highs, all of it. Um, that has been kind of like the go-to for like the average sneaker enthusiast, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of fours. Mm-hmm. um mostly it's it's kind of interesting because a lot of people I find are like buying things resale kind of like buying things like just random like off-white kind of things or okay just like fours I've seen a lot of fours as well mm-hmm. um but yeah like the sneaker scene when I was in high school was I'd say a little less popping than it is now like it's kind of growing yep definitely growing um I see a lot more people that are becoming interested in it versus like because obviously I mean there's tons of OGs that are with huge collections that have been sneakerheads forever kind of thing but I'm seeing a lot of younger people like as young as like eight years old like being on StockX and being like knowing all the names of the shoes and all the specs and like just really being interested in the culture and like just interested in in footwear in general so it's definitely uh it's cool it's just like the music scene like it's growing like they're kind of yeah. both growing like hand in hand but of yeah. course they those two things hip-hop and sneaker culture kind of go together already so yeah it's gone together for you, you know, know again I, I just I talked about uh the the hip-hop's happy birthday recently and it was it's 48 yeah. years old now and that they've been like tied at the hip since day exactly, one exactly yeah yeah all right so i'm gonna we're gonna play a, a fun little game it's called copper pass so i'm right. gonna give you a shoe and you are going to tell me will you cop or will you pass now don't really worry about the money worry about do you really like the shoe i think that's kind of the name of the game so okay. um, there's there's a few shoes. I'm not going to go into 20 shoes, but there's a few fun shoes that are uh, on their way this year or uh, around the corner. So I am Ooh. going to give you a, a few and you tell me, is it a cop for you is it, or is it a pass? If you have availability to, and that's half the battle, can you get it, um, it available <laughs> to you? Like, 
So I'm going to give you a couple. So let's let's start about the you know this is being recorded on Saturday, August uh, 14th. So this is uh, you cannot talk about this day and not talk about the Jordan One pollen. Is that a copper or pass for you? That was a really hard one because the pictures had a different shade of yellow than mm -hmm. I anticipated. But I've seen a couple more like videos and like some people like in person and yep. the shade of yellow is a little more mustardy than I would have like yep. wanted, I guess. Cause you, you already mentioned, like, I like, I like the pop, you know, like I like the bright colors. So yep. if it was more of a, like an electric yellow, I probably would have copped, but I might have to pass. Okay. I don't want to pass. But yep. like, so it's funny you I, say I that know, about, about, about the color because it, it is more mustardy than it is. Yeah. You know, like you would be more so uh, the Iowa or um, it's one of the OG colors of the um, mm -hmm. the the dunk that came out in, in recent years when you've seen yes. that, you know, dunks are such a massive thing now, but and all the old OG colors so there's you know, gray and uh, red, which is UNLV or, you know, um, you know, gold and, and, uh, and navy blue, they call it maize. That's like Michigan. Yeah, there's, there's a white and green that's Michigan state. There's white and orange mm -hmm. that's Syracuse. So those are the old, and that one in particular, like sticks out way more because it's truly like yellow versus it is gold. So, okay. Yes. Okay. So sticking to sticking to bright colors, we we have another bright yellow shoe, um, Jordan Four Lightning. Is that a copper pass for you? <sighs> this one's hard too. Okay. I I do not like the combination of gray and yellow together. Yeah. So, and I only have one pair of fours to be honest. I have the UNC fours mm -hmm. and I am awaiting to get another pair of fours. I am mad okay. that I missed out on the black cats, um, yeah. but I did. So I just got to let that one go. Um, so I'm going to have to pass on those two, but like, I don't know. They just gotta, just gotta get the color combo right for me. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay. It's, it's good to yeah. see that you're, you're, you're <laughs> selective and you're not just jumping on what the hype beasts are saying because the hype beasts are yeah. all over those those two shoes so oh, I know. Interest, interesting you mentioned four so there is a jordan four women's shimmer that comes out in september is that a copper pass for you probably a cop all right all right because you you said you needed the pair of fours so yes. um interesting and i and i and i don't know why they this shoe is getting so much love and they're actually doing it again so I think it's about seven or eight years ago. It came out the first time at like on Black Friday. It's coming out again. It's the Jordan 5 Oreos. So it's like all black upper, but the middle, the midsole is white. Would that be a cop or would that be a pass for you? Um, I don't know. Like I have a few pairs of Jordan 5s. Mm -hmm. Let me see what this one looks like. I haven't seen this one yet. And it's not even like an OG color. It was like nice. a color they made. And I think it came out in like 2013. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's Oreo. You know, they, they, they call this Jordan 1 or Jordan 
four that came out earlier this year was you know white and gray and they called that white oreo and it's like it's not oreo oreo is black and yeah you know whitish grayish so that can pass as oreo but you cannot call it a white oreo you, you, you don't get oreo cookies that are with a no. white cookie so it, it was totally <laughs> the name just said i'm not even interested i actually dislike it never mind even remotely be interested do you see it yes i do i if i didn't have like a i don't really have black hmm interesting i don't know i don't really need another pair of jordan fives yeah. but i yeah maybe. maybe if the side maybe if the side was black instead of the white there yeah that's what throws a lot of people that it's not uh that it's not black it's yeah. white so yeah like i like the white sole with the little touch of speckles there yeah but yeah i don't know about that i don't know about that side i have to be picky yeah that's, that's okay gotta make my collection you know so let's, let's say that it's a pass so yeah, uh, I got three more for you, and we're gonna just stay on this Jordan vein um, right now. Okay. So, there's another Jordan that Jordan Four that comes out later this year. It's the Jordan Red Thunder Four. So, if you remember the Thunder, which actually matches the Lightning Four that comes out this year, um, the sole is it's all black. The sole is yellow, yellow, or the in on the on the uh, on the Thunder, but this one is red. So scroll a little further, it launches on October 2nd. Um, to me, mm, not feeling it. It's like, it looks, it's like they tried too hard with this one to make something else with that kind of color makeup. And then the, the mesh in behind or the, the backing in behind the mesh is like red. So some people love it. I think some people are, oh, I can't wait to buy this one, but it's, this is not the lightning the 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 thunder four from before so to me this is a pass but it's not about me it's about you what do you what would you say is this a copper or a pass for you oh that face says um, it all viewers if you're watching on on youtube you will see <laughs> the face she, she made her eyes didn't jump out of her head and say like with hearts it was not a love i would that, that the look said it all that is a <sighs> hard pass Am I yeah. right? I think so. I mean, these are a shoe I'd have to see in person, to be yeah. honest. Like, I, it could even be one that I would get and like be not sure. And then yeah. it depends on the outfit. Yep. If you, you could, you could style this one up properly and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and definitely make it work. Okay. I got two more. So a lot of people like Jordan ones. You told us it's kind of a big thing in Ottawa. Um, I think mm -hmm. beyond the pollen, there is a, and it's probably going to be a little bit more limited. There's an OG bread for or band for whatever you want to call it, but it's patent leather. Um, look, scroll down to, I see you got your app open. Scroll down to October 23rd. Is that one a copper or a pass for you? Hmm. Mm. The patent leather is, is, I, is the key piece to this one. So it looks like the OG one, but it's patent leather. So it's going to stand out. I think this one would be a cop for me. Yeah. yeah. I um, have the black and gold highs. Yep. So I like the patent leather. 
Okay, so you, you can work with that. All right. Some people are totally against like hot it. leather on, on a shoe. So. I know. Yeah, but I you know. rock 7210, so you should be good. So the last one I, I like have. It. Yeah, the last one I got, speaking of 11s, we'll wrap up the year. It's going to be the holiday shoe uh, of the season uh, is the Jordan 11 Cool Gray. Is that a cop or a, a pass for you? That's a hard cop for sure. Hard cop. All right. Yeah, I, I think if you don't, <laughs> is, you don't oh have God. that one, and it's been out a couple times, but if you don't have it by now, you, you just can't start, can't keep living life and not have that one. It's not an everyday Literally. wear. It's a special occasion and people know you have it on. So. Oh, yeah. That's totally like agree. I'm wearing some wearing some nice jeans, you know, yep. maybe going to an art opening or something. There you go. There you go. You're you're styling it already. You just, you just gotta wait till you gotta wait till that uh, that times that time comes. So interesting. You I'm you waiting. kind of were humming and hawing about some of these uh, these shoes. So I, I think you even mentioned there was one. I think we were talking with the Thunder Four, um, the red one. Uh, and if it had the right outfit, and mm -hmm. you, you you could make it work. So is there a time that you passed on a shoe and now you regret not buying it like i said earlier definitely the black hat forest okay also i think they were called the thunder 12s yep. i really like 12s yeah oh you do okay i do um i don't know it kind of looks like waves and like i have waves all in my tattoos yeah so i just i like water a lot and it's a part of big part of my culture too um but yeah like those shoes i tried to get to the rito center in time and i did not get there in time <laughs> and my pair got sold and oh i'm very God. sad oh, i still no. i see people wearing it and i'm like like man hurts, i hurts wanted that soul. shoe yeah. <laughs> it does it does so oh, yeah those two yeah there's always a the resale sure. market but sometimes that's just a bitter pill to swallow like if you really wanted oh, something you just can't do it sometimes because sometimes they're selling them for three and four times the amount. and you know they're they're robbing you but oh yeah what you want and it's there and you kind of just have to swallow your pride and Say that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna own it. And that's that's, no, that's sometimes <laughs> that's that's hard, that's hard sneaker love that you gotta put on yourself. So um for sure. So I'm gonna ask you one question about maybe you going on a hunt to find a shoe. Is there a sneaker okay. hunt story that you might have? I think people that love sneakers always love to hear is where is a time that someone had to go to great lengths to to get a shoe? um actually for the black and gold highs i used to work at rito so one of my friends texted me saying like okay like they're out now so you gotta come now like right now yeah. <laughs> and i was like i what was i doing i think i was in like the far south because like my my boyfriend's parents house is like really far like basically near Greeley um we had to drive like all the way and we had plans and we went all the way through like rush hour traffic and like tried to get there in time and then they sold my size so I had to get 
a half size too big for myself and run mm. through the West End. Like he parked in the West End parking like area place. Oh, I know because that's where I parked <laughs> when I was there. Yeah, and I had to run through the hotel, like run through the retail center, go down <laughs> and get my pair. So that was yeah. definitely a mission. Um, and I had to also force my boyfriend to come with me as well. <laughs> Be like, yeah. it's worth it, please. I need the shoe. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was an adventure for both of us for sure. Yeah. So do you do you think, and this is this is always an interesting question, um, when you have people that are not in sneaker cultures, I don't know if your boyfriend is or not, but when you're telling someone that you need the shoe or you're rushing somewhere or I need to be on my phone at a certain time <laughs> to be on an app, like what what's the reaction? That like do people get it? No. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, they don't. <laughs> like, he definitely appreciates the nice shoes, for sure. Um, and especially, like, when we, like, first started talking, like, that was a big point, was like, wow, you have a lot of shoes, like, a lot of nice shoes, too. Like, that's cool. Like, that's different. Like, yeah. um, especially, like, not that many girls, like, have big collections, too. So, he's kind of like, wow. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't think, like, my mom... Oh my goodness. Every time I come home with a bag, she's like, Yep. She's like, oh, What are you doing now? Oh, like, oh. <laughs> but now that I live alone, it's like, Don't you have a rent to pay? And I'm like, yep. It's okay. I can afford it. It's both, yep. you know, like, right. make it work. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, again, Eberly, I really appreciate, appreciate you, uh, or Eberlyn, excuse me, uh, or we'll call you LB for just short. Really appreciate you being on 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 uh, on the podcast, but you've touched on yeah. it a couple of times, and I think I would love to just because of the times and because of who you are and and the city you live in, you know. So you you, you talk about your you know your tattoos and your your indigenous heritage. So you know, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about um, you growing up in. I, I'm not sure if you grew up exactly in the Ottawa area, but you know growing up um in, in this country you know and obviously we're seeing all the things that are happening you know that mm -hmm. are being turned up which is extremely unfortunate and and disheartening mm -hmm. but you know maybe give us your, your your perspective um i mean i'm like part mohawk and i'm also dutch okay so i also grew up in ottawa my whole life fairly detached from like my I guess like traditional culture um and even my band like I haven't even been able to like visit my reserve yet um just because like like thankfully my my papa soda like my grandfather never had to attend like a residential school or anything like that um but he did he definitely did face like a lot of the racism like growing up to the point where he did not show his indigenous identity at all like he basically just said like I'm not indigenous like his entire life and kind of kept it under wraps literally for his own safety um so like that for me and my dad as well like my dad was probably the first person in my family to start like um kind of exploring his own identity and like trying to like rekindle it a bit um just because like 
it was just so different like even just a couple years ago like 20 years ago like um just being indigenous in Canada or being indigenous like anywhere in the world it was just not like it's not something cool <laughs> yeah it wasn't, but, uh, it wasn't accepted like no you know, like it should be right like you know mm-hmm. go look at the history books the indigenous was yeah. here first so yeah it's, yeah it's amazing that you know your your tattoos and and you're you're you know you're another generation you know after your father that is really embracing being indigenous mm-hmm. and yeah again it's totally unfortunate of, of what uh what is happening but you know to hear that you're connecting with and you've gone to community center and that's where you kind of you know connected with you know your your producer that does some of your beats i think uh it's a good look and and i and i hopefully mm-hmm. you can encourage a lot more indigenous people to connect with their culture mm-hmm. i think you know one of one of the reasons that um i think in sharing and and your story and your uh and some of the things you've been through whether it's through your music or otherwise i think it really helps others you know start to have that reflection because uh not not a lot of people do and i I think even as a black person in 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 canada and it's not the same as being indigenous but yeah Mm -hmm. being proud of who you are because you know that's who you are it's not unfortunate that is reality yeah and embracing and i think what what has happened you know in the world in the last couple years between you know the asians and the indigenous and 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 being black in in Canada or in North America, I says is saying a lot, but I think we can connect, you know, as as different cultures together. Because again, Canada 100%. is one of those those countries that really allows that, and you know, there's more, mm-hmm. you know, more ways we can come together than trying to just separate. But I, I think there's definitely some areas of our country that need to be magnified and and addressed, mm-hmm. and and hopefully you can continue to do some of the amazing things that you're doing. So really appreciate your your time and for you being on so obviously you know you've talked about your music and your sneaker collection so i'm sure we have a lot of listeners very interested how do people find you where where are you on on social platforms instagram etc how do people find you if you could let the people know so everything is just elberlin like literally my first name e-l-b-e-r-l-y-n should be in title um yeah you can literally just google elberlin you're gonna see me bike racing because i used to race bmx for eight years so you're gonna see all those stats you're gonna see all my music you're gonna see my shows um i think there's a few performance videos online there's a lot of stuff online um but yeah so you can google me you can instagram facebook whatever you whatever works (laughs) shot everlin just like that yeah Again, thank you so much for your time. I'm actually going to go look at some of this BMX stuff now because that that nice. I didn't know either. I, I think as we get to talk yeah. and we learn more and I look forward to being back in Ottawa in, uh, in about six weeks or so because uh, I know you guys have, have done a great job in, uh, in with your new store. So uh, thank again, you. thank you so much for your time, for sharing. I, I think, you know, people will be really, really happy to, to hear you talk and, you know, share with your friends as... Uh, as this becomes public, I think it's probably going to be Monday when uh, we okay. get to the point of, of sharing it. But uh, thank you awesome. listeners for listening. Um, again, another episode of Sneaks, Rhymes and Life. I'm your host and uh, we had LB, otherwise known as Everlyn on. So um, take care, stay, uh, be safe and uh, until the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. <laughs>